that's the power of when you just like connect with people. So I always joke on my podcast. I'm like, hey, if you are looking for a podcast of someone who has achieved massive success, I can give you a list of them. All right. I listen to them. You know, mm-hmm. I have some amazing ones. But if you're looking for a place to come and grow together and learn together and embrace a powerful mindset that's going to get us through every hurdle of our life and we're going to do that together, then you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's me realizing that being faked it and get me any it got me into a divorce and broken relationship and a whole lot of pain mm-hmm. but uh you know that's why it's burn it to ashes and then build it back you know with only the pieces you want to build it with so welcome to inspiring journeys i'm paul stressner and alongside me are the incredible adriana ferns and the unstoppable terry nelson Hey everyone, it's Adriana here. From a challenging path to becoming a fitness instructor, I've learned that every step counts in the journey to better self. Hey, what's up everyone? I'm Carrie Nelson, your obstacle course crushing adaptive athlete warrior, Spartan races, major marathons. I'm breaking barriers and redefining what's possible. And I'm on a mission to run a 5K in every state, shining a spotlight on the charities that make a difference in each community. But on Inspiring Journeys, we're not just about conquering personal goals. Our podcast is a celebration of resilience, determination, and the transformative power of personal growth. We'll be sharing stories of individuals who have faced challenges head on and emerged stronger. And you know, life is a series of obstacles and I've learned to turn them into stepping stones. Let's inspire others to do the same. That's right, and it's not just about our awesome guest stories, it's about yours too. We want to ignite that spark within you, encouraging every listener to embark on their unique and inspiring journey. So get ready to lace up your shoes, break down those walls, and join us each week as we explore the extraordinary paths that lead to growth, triumph, and ultimately an inspiring life. This is Inspiring Journeys. Let's run, climb, and soar together. Hey everybody, welcome to back to Inspiring Journeys. Paul here, and um, Carrie is here as well. Hello. Uh, no Adriana this week, but um, as we usually do, we can, we'll start off with what we're grateful for, and then we'll introduce our awesome guest. So um, uh, Kerry went first last week, so we'll do Age Before Beauty this time. So <laughs> so the thing I, I, I'm grateful for, I want to like reflect on two celebrities that we lo- lost recently, and I'm just grateful for the works that they've done. That's um. Colin Weathers, who we you know was like Apollo Creed, um, Action Jackson, <laughs> and just rolls with Happy Gilmore, and then most recently Mandalorian. And yeah, he was just, he just seemed like a positive force to me. I really loved all his work. And then, um, and then last week we lost Toby Keith to stomach cancer, which, yeah, that I, I, I always loved Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. Some some people here might know that like I was really into like eighties rock music and everything, and then um, then grunge came around, and then all my bands were disappearing. So then I turned to country music, and yeah, he he was up there. Yeah, I loved his music, and then How Do You Like Me Now came out, and I was like hooked ever since. I bought every single CD the day mm-hmm. they came out, and then being a veteran, he he really supported the veterans more than like any other artist that I know. He really went in there with the he went to all the places, all the bases and everything. And his songs, I had to look up to see if he was actually, a, if he had served or not, because he really got everything dead on, especially the song American Soldier. So, yeah, and I've seen him in concert so many times. So I really appreciate everything they've left us. 
so it's sad but i you know they left us a great amount of work so uh, thank them for that <laughs> okay carrie Um, I'm grateful for today where I live. I, you know, I, I met, I, I'm from Boston originally. That's where I was born and raised, and and, and I always have Boston in my heart. And I, and I always am a, like, man, like I wish I was back down there. Like I miss being down there. But you know, today, like I was out doing all of the things that I needed to do, and you know, just. like looking out over the mountains and just like the stillness and quiet of where we live and just the peacefulness of it all. And so as much as I complain about the distance of how to, to get to places that I need to go to do the things I do, I really do appreciate, you know, that calm, the calmness of our area that we live in and that it's not always crazy. It's not always hectic. There's a moment of peace and just a moment where you can kind of reflect and just, be still. And I, I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful to be able to have that because I know a lot of people don't get that, you know, opportunity to be able to walk outside their door and just be like, ah, it's like, you know, a nice breeze. Like there's beautiful mountains all around. And so I'm grateful for where I live. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful it. there all, all year round and everything. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I love it up there. All right. This brings us to our guest and I hope you're all Ready to be fired up and inspired today, <laughs> as you'll hear. <laughs> as you'll hear, um, Jen Gray has been on an adventurous, inspiring life journey. She's a, a proud single mom of four children, an entrepreneur, and the host of the incredible podcast "Be Genuine with Jen," which can be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you can stream podcasts. I present to you the authentic, charismatic, empowering, badass mama, Jen Gray. What's up? Thank you. That was quite an intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> Super awesome to be here. So I'm excited to, to talk and hang out and inspire a couple people. So let's do this thing. Yes, yeah. We met like kind of recently, like uh, through like once again CLS. We constantly be that'll be a, like a common denominator a lot. Um, through Yeah. Craig, Craig Siegel. So you had joined that group recently, but like, yes, let, let, let's start how, um, I guess we could, you know, lead up to that. You could start how you grew up, you give your story Yeah. there, because it's pretty, you know, powerful, I think, so... Well, thanks. Um, yes. And I'll just add in what I'm grateful for because I love Oh, everything. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, no, you're totally good. You're totally good. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I'm going to just jump Yep. in that gratitude For party. sure. Um, because I think that honestly, I, one of my favorite quotes and I'll get to what I'm grateful for is the fact that anxiety and gratitude cannot literally exist in your brain at the same time. And so I think as I'll share my journey that in all of the hard the hard, 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 hard valleys of life. That was something that I just clung so hard to was that, okay, I, I can find something to be grateful for. And so today, so I am an avid worker outer or whatever, you know, you want to call it. And I wasn't always like that, um, that, you know, that's a part of my journey too. So this morning I was at the gym and there was a gentleman uh, working out in a machine next to me. And I mean, y'all, he had to have been I don't know, upper seventies, maybe with a cane could barely walk. And I just thought about how grateful I was for how easy it was for me to get around. 
right? I mean, I, I can go, 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 go. You know, I mean, minus Atlanta traffic, that delays me a bit. But, you know, like, <laughs> not, I, I can go as fast as my Kia Sorento, which, Kia Sorento will take me. Mm-hmm. And just to think about how much it, how hard it must have been for him to get up and get to the gym at seven o'clock this morning. And yet, despite all of that, that he showed up. And so it was gratitude for just perspective. And then also just, just for the fact that I can move and that all four limbs work you know, with, you know, with great health and all that. So, yeah. Um, Talk about motivation, man. Like seeing that right? being like, I like if you're struggling and you look over and you see like seven year old man, like doing it and mm-hmm. like getting it done, you're like, I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. let's yes. go, let's do this. Exactly. I'm like all the excuses I thought I had. Yeah. I don't have those anymore. Right. So right. if he can do right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I totally can. Um, so, okay. So you guys just interrupt me as you, as you want to. Uh, so I grew up in Atlanta, Atlanta's hometown for me. I'm re- about 30 minutes outside of the city and I, um, life was pretty good. I'm oldest of three girls. My dad though, was an alcoholic really started like my late elementary years. And so I don't know, I'm sure a lot of listeners, if you go through seasons where you have an addictive parent, uh, you essentially become a third parent. And so that's really the role I was. I was a caretaker. I was more of the disciplinarian that kind of supports my mom really than I ever got to experience being a daughter per se. So that's just, that was how I was made, right? I, I can take care of people. And um, so that was to so move forward. So actually in my adolescent years, I actually started, I developed a condition called trichotillomania. Um, and so I, because of all of the trauma I experienced, uh, trichotillomania is a disease, essentially it's a disorder where you pull your hair and it's very similar to cutting or other ways where you're alleviating the stress of your life. Well, y'all, I was as confused as can be. I'm like, why is this going on? And, um, went to the doctor, one of like those, there's like spotlight moments of life. Uh, my parents took me to the doctor and the doctor looked at my parents and said, she needs to go see a psychiatrist. And I remember the look in my dad's face was of utter horror. Like I was like an embarrassment of, you know, Oh wait, this isn't just something medically. And he's like, she's not crazy and not whatever. And at 14 years old, I took on this weight of, I cannot embarrass my family. And so ultimately I carried a story that was not true. They said, I heard this other term in that doctor's office said it could be, it could be alopecia areata. That's an autoimmune disease that sounded safer, right? Like that, that wasn't that in that, in my own perspective, that wasn't my fault, right? Like that's an autoimmune thing. So you guys, I embraced it. I held it. I had Emory doctors diagnosing me with alopecia areata. I spoke on stages talking to girls about their worth and all of that. And I think what's cool about what I can share with you guys now on this side of my story is the lessons I learned in that season were still true. Like my worth is way deeper than skin deep, right? Like this is all fleeting. And my our heart for people is what ultimately matters. Our impact on other people is the beauty that we should want to obtain. All of that was still true, but the important piece that I've now gotten to work through and go through is that the piece that we think that, that it's shameful to struggle, like that there is shame around the fact that trauma created a condition in my body and I was dealing with it in the way my body was conditioned to do to protect me and to give me some type of peace in the midst of craziness. And so 
I came out, I guess, essentially um, in 2020 and said, y'all, this is not my story. I have been hiding for the wrong people for a long, long, long time. And there needs to be freedom in my life and freedom for other people who may feel that same shame. And um, so that, that, I mean, that, that was a huge brushstroke of my life that ultimately, um, you know, affected so much of it. I ended up getting in a marriage because I was going to be a caretaker and I, you know, just married him right out of college. I knew I wanted to speak to high school girls. So that's a little bit of my, my past life. I mm-hmm. feel like I live like two lives in one so far. Um, so I, <laughs> I uh, actually worked in the context of the church and I spoke to high school girls. I wanted to be for them what I needed in high school. So I, I did that and I have four amazing kiddos and then through that, I knew I had to have a husband to have that position. I knew. So it was like that. It was like a point A to point B. I can, I can take care of them essentially fast forward to 2018. I knew, um, that this marriage, it was, it was, it was done. And so, um, in that season, I lost my job. I lost my career. I lost my community. I lost essentially family. I lost everything because the culture that I was in, in this, it was Southern Baptist. I'm not here to knock anything. This is just my own experience, you know, um, that I, I was, I was no longer a, an asset. I was now a liability Mm -hmm. and I had to go through the pain of understanding that because of the truth of my life, I was no longer accepted here. And it was one of the greatest freedoms of my life because it allowed me to, go to the bottom of all bottoms. And it caused me to have a heart of empathy. Like I never knew before of just knowing everybody has a story, knowing that my influences, even though a pastor told me my influence was done, if I chose to go through with this divorce, I'm like, no, no, I don't think you get this, you know, like (laughs) it's not, in fact, there's freedom. And so, um, so yeah, so that, that was a restart, re rebuild. Um, but I didn't learn my lesson. I got in a a relationship just shortly, like a year or so after. And that ended abruptly in March and fast forward. I built a great business in insurance. I think that's probably the most random part. How does someone who works with high school girls end up in insurance? Um, I wanted to add value to people and I met an amazing group of people in an agency, uh, built that with the wrong person and ultimately had to free myself and my kids from that relationship and um, had $18 and was essentially homeless for a season last year mm-hmm. and knew that I, the freedom and the strength came from knowing that I will never be treated like that again, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that, that was what allowed me to step one foot in front of the other. And so this past year has been reinvention from the absolute bottom of the bottom. I thought I was brought to the bottom in 2019, but 2023 is like, hold my beard. Like, let me just, <laughs> right. let me just show you. Just a second. Right? Let me, let me show you what we can do now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I am, I'm back in Atlanta. I was in Texas for a couple of years and back in Atlanta and building this on my own. I'm super excited to be building it alongside people that I'm aligned with. I learned a a valuable lesson too, that alignment is everything when you're building anything. Mm -hmm. And it's about core values. It's not necessarily alignment in industry. It's about who they are behind closed doors. It's about building it with the people of integrity, kindness, empathy, character. 
So um, it's kind of like everything got stripped away and I'm only bringing back the pieces that honor who I am to my core. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, is everything rainbows and butterflies? No, but it's okay. And it's, there's peace and there's healing, so Mm -hmm. much healing, so much forgiveness and so much just understanding that your authenticity is your superpower. And the realest version of you is what's going to impact so many other people, strip down all the masks that you're wearing and just step into your purpose. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what brought me to Craig with reinvention formula. And that was such a godsend to my life in 2023. And now I'm connected to a really cool community and just building this thing, building an agency, build a podcast and trying to inspire other people that you're, we only get one life. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go all in and let's just do this thing. Um, so yeah. there's my story in a That's not incredible. so small nutshell. Uh, That's awesome. But- what a story. I, I, I completely agree that, you know, like you think that you've hit rock bottom and then like you hit like the next the next series of events and you're like, oh, my God, this is like so much worse than what it was before. And because I, I thought I had hit rock bottom in 2019 when my mom passed away, that was like complete destruction for me. And like something that I like I spiraled and I was like this is the worst point that like I like this is this has got to be like rock bottom and then my dad got sick in 2021 and ended up in the ICU for like six months and when he came out of it he was a completely different person uh it sparked like dementia and and it's just been a complete downward spiral since since 2021 and I look back on the person that I was in 2019 compared to the person that I am now and what I'm able to handle because the last year has been just, it's, it's been devastating to watch him completely like degrade and, you know, know that he, like the end is coming and to be able to process and handle that and be stronger about it and be like, okay, like we're going to get through this. We're going to like take a look and see what the day has to bring. We're going to get through each step as we have to and we're just going to move forward I don't think in 2019, I feel like I probably would have crumbled completely. Like, I don't think that I would have been able to handle that. So it's 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 cool to see that progression of this. Each event in your life happens for a reason, right? And it just builds you up to be stronger and stronger and stronger yep. and stronger to be able to handle mm-hmm. the things in life that come at you. So absolutely with the right mindset. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what you've learned as well, right? Other people take really, really small things and it's, they just jump into the victim mentality. And I just like, Mm -hmm. my heart breaks for that, that mental space. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's where even in March, I I was like, I could blame a hundred people for why I am right here, but what, what good does that do me? I'm giving Mm -hmm. the microphone of my life to somebody else and giving them the power to write, to write Mm -hmm. my story. But I love what Tony Robbins says, right? Life happens for you, not to you. And yep. when you believe that, then just like what you just said, you, yep. you only have one option. That's to you you become stronger. You become, you know, your confidence stacks, your strength grows, your love for people grows. And I think it's important to not get bitter and hard in those seasons, but to allow yourself to, to use that vulnerability to help other people and become the roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, look, my mindset is the only reason I'm still standing today. And that's even, you know, a huge thing because I, I could have just been a victim, right. It could have just been like, Oh, tapped out, you know, I'm done. But I think that you're right. It's such a gift when we use those low times as a gift. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. You went through all that as a child, but then, um, what, and then you were helping like the girls you were saying. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, what was that? What did that entail? 
Yeah. So, so when I went to college, I actually went to college at Liberty University in Virginia and I loved it. And in that, what I saw is I guess a culture, as far as like in the church, you have like a student pastor and it's always a male figure. And I just saw even as culture is changing, there needs to be a female voice that's, Mm -hmm. that's louder than just like a secretary. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) so in that space, I'm like, I want to essentially you know, become, uh, you know, revolutionize that space and and do that. So I became a girls ministry director. It's just a fancy term to say, I, I mentored, I did events. I would host events for girls all over the community. My thing, I created events. It was like my pride and joy. It's called the table. And the whole idea was that we all have, we all belong. I don't care what you did last week. I don't care if you've never been to a church. I don't care what your story is. Like you need, you deserve to have people around you, supporting you and lifting you up. I don't care, you know, what your story is. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was the hardest part because I created an event called the table. And then all of a sudden I wasn't welcomed at the table anymore. And dealing with that level of loss of this is the antithesis of everything that I was that I created. So, um, but yeah, I got to be like over 500 girls from around our community all over like an, a once a month event. Um, and so it was, it was so fun. Um, I absolutely love that season of life. Um, and I, I, I think it'll be recreated just in a different platform. You know, it's it, eventually it's all building, but yeah, definitely, definitely love um, speaking you, into uh, that age range. Do you still see any of them? Like, did anyone have to take take my mantle? Yeah, that's that's probably the hardest question, Paul, to be honest with you, uh, Mm -hmm. because that's the way it was handled. um, There's so much that just I had to leave unsaid. And um, I wish I could just gather them all in a big room and give them all a big hug and tell them that, you know, I never stopped loving them and all of that. But um, yeah, I still definitely see some of them. But yeah, it's. It, it was, it was an unfortunate loss though, in, in all of that, because I feel like they were the, they experienced the shrapnel of the explosion right. of me leaving the church and that it was unnecessary pain uh, mm-hmm. that I wish I could fix. But unfortunately it was too big that I wasn't able to fix, but time will tell. That's why I just, you know, it's like, there's so much healing and there's, you know, so much. So yeah. sometimes it just, you know, it's hard to go through things like that and to know that there's repercussions that other people have to endure because of what happened. But at the same time, I think, you know, stepping away the way that you did and handling it in the way that you you did, Mm -hmm. or from at least from the way it sounds, um, gives them an opportunity at some point to maybe somewhere down the line when it's time to understand better what happens. Because, you know, when you're in it in that moment, I feel like it's better to almost pull yourself away when it's in an emotional state and to really gather your thoughts and, and feelings and then approach that situation as opposed to like that gut reaction of like, let me tell you what really like went down, <laughs> right. and, you know, and 100%, so, yeah. right. You know, so I think handling it the way that you did in, in, in that moment, it's hard and mm-hmm. for, it's probably, it can be hard for them to maybe wrap their heads around why it ended that way. But in time and perspective and all that, I, I feel like it'll eventually iron itself out. Yeah, I, I exactly what you just said. I've watched it in other areas of my life. It's like the truth always comes out. And what I all we can do is be empathetic and available. And so as soon as there's any, you know, uh, you know, people have, have reached out, um, you know, even since I have been back to Georgia. And again, I that's where I think 
there is so much power in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, it is way, 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 way deeper than just an, I'm sorry. And I didn't know that. I didn't understand that before I went through all this. Y'all, I didn't have an enemy. I liked everybody. Right. I thought everybody liked Jen, right? Like okay. we're just all big one happy party. And now right. all of a sudden I'm like, wait, now I have like a lot of haters. Like I am like the, you know, the anti-hero of all this now and like what in the world. And so there's a lot of it that I just, I shut down and just focus on my kids. And through that, when there's silence, there's a lot of filled in narrative. And so just to know that like the truth comes out and that healing ultimately comes out and where, you know, I can step in and humility and can be met with that. But I think that's powerful in our lives to, um, to get to a place where for, and for me, I had to have empathy on the, the people that hurt me in that mm-hmm. season and understand in their mentality, in their mindset, in the culture they were in, they responded as the culture would have them respond. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that now in the, in the, at first it just, it, it just hurt. Right. But I think that's where when you, you have a heart and you want to heal and you want to seek that forgiveness, then stepping into their shoes, it doesn't condone hurtful things, but it allows a different perspective and it truly allows you to release the weight of all of that that you bear. And that's really, I think what 2023, the powerful part for me was the release of so much, just like hard things that had gone on and just fear and, you know, fight or flight and all of that. And I'm like, I just want peace Mm y'all. And, you know, getting to that point and allowing yourself to actually heal and deal with the things that it's just sometimes so easier to throw under the rug, but you know, that's, that's been powerful for sure in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can see that 100%. Yeah. I guess we could uh, also get into, yeah, I really enjoy your, like your health journey too. You lost like 60 pounds in three months. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty incredible. (laughs) Yeah. So in 2018, I decided I had had my, so I have four kids and my youngest was born in 2016. And so in 2018, I was like, I am tired of just feeling like I have four kids, you know, like I want to take more ownership of this, not be passive. And so I didn't know how long it was going to take. I started doing whole 30 first. And then after I did whole 30, that would really just to kind of get my body back in the right thing. I'm Mm -hmm. how familiar with that, but really just go to all natural reset, right? It's like that reset button. Yeah. Complete reset button. You get rid of like all like, uh, what is it? Like the gluten carbs, yeah. So you only eat things that are, you only eat like vegetables, fruits, meats, there's no dairy, there's no sugar, there's no grains. It's just literally meats and dairy or no, sorry, meats and vegetables and fruits. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, I mean, it, it was the discipline that I needed and I'm yeah. super competitive. And so I was like, I just need a challenge that I would refuse to say no to. Yeah. And I loved how I felt and that's how it all started. I was like, Oh my goodness. I didn't realize how much of my funk in the afternoons was because of the food I was eating. And then I added in workouts. And so between doing whole 30 and then I did two months straight of, I did T25 by beach body. It was, I already had that program. So I was like, let's just do that 25 minutes. And I lost 60 pounds in that three month period. And I didn't, I'm like, y'all, if you had told me last year, it was going to take me three months to do it. I would have done it way sooner. You know, I'm thinking <laughs> this may be a year long journey, but here we go. It's never going to happen unless I start. And uh, so, you know, then I've been, you know, maintaining it and it's not been perfection since then, but I'm it's, it completely changed me. So I switched in my mindset to, I am someone who works out, not like, Oh, I have to work out. Like, no, I just, 
I now it's just it would be more far fetched for me not to work out. Mm -hmm. But and for seasons and years of my life, it just it wasn't that. And then just the flip switched and you realize you can take those reins back, take control and set new disciplines and completely change you know how you feel and all that. So, yeah, it was definitely it was a, it was a really cool journey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's cool to, you know, when you, when you hit that point of like, this is something that's part of me, this is who I am. It's not because I'm doing it because I want to lose weight. It's not because I'm doing it because of X, Y, and Z. Like, obviously I want to stay healthy, but it's just who, like, it's part of my life, you know, like, like I feel better when I do it mentally. I feel better when I do it physically. Like it completely, Clint, one of my friends, Clint told me this great thing about how when you're in your funk and you're like, your body's just blah, like it's feeling mm-hmm. like it's, it's kind of like reminding your body that like it's dying. Right. And so when you exercise and you get the blood moving and you like, you're moving around, it's reminding your body that you're alive and that you're thriving. And, and so yes. like, that's how I always think of it now. It's like, this is my opportunity to thrive. This is my opportunity to feel alive and, and energized. And it was a cool perspective to hear because I was like, that really does make sense. Like mm-hmm. even when you're sick and you're just like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay here because I feel horrible. Even being able to like pull yourself up and like do 10 minutes of something to just move the blood just a little bit. It always makes, at least for me, it always makes me feel just a little bit better and a little bit more energized and feeling like I can pull through whatever the day sickness mm-hmm. or whatever is upon me. So I, I completely get that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I couldn't imagine not doing it in the morning just because of how I feel. Right. Like, and you know, that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it affects your brain it affects my, how I think it affects the energy that I have. And, uh, and I'll just throw in too. It's something that's been since like the beginning of January, I got a membership gym membership at a different gym so that uh, my daughter could go for free with me whenever she's 14 and she's my orchestra girl, you know, so I was, I played volleyball. Like I was always into sports. And so I'm like, I don't know what to tell you to do. You know, like you're not playing anything. Like, what are we going to do? Well, she loves the gym. So I was like, I'm going to, so I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go every morning at five o'clock. And, but if you want to go like after school or whatever, I just want you to know, I got the membership that you can come for free with me. So whenever you want to, you're more than welcome. And we're into what the first 11 days of February. So since the beginning of January, she's gone to the gym every weekday with me at 5am in the morning. And she's like, no, she's like, can I go at five in the morning? And I'm like, are are you sure you want to, you know, (laughs) early, you know, and um, all that thing, but to watch her confidence to watch her change. I'm like, Oh my goodness. It's so, so cool. It's one thing for to watch your own life. Mm -hmm. It's another thing. I'm like, nobody will ever get to convince her the rest of her life that working out doesn't affect so much more than even just her body. And, uh, to watch just that's, that's been my favorite transformation so far is just to watch her confidence skyrocket Mm -hmm. by saying yes to herself every morning at 5am as a 14 year old girl. So it's been super cool. That is, that's awesome. My niece, recently did that like last year she started going to the gym and she started you know lifting and doing all of those things and she's stayed consistent with it throughout the last year every day after school she goes down to the gym and she does her workout and the confidence in her is night and day it's like it's a whole different person and she she thrives on that she loves it she like it's not like this 
you know, like annoying task that a teenage, like that, mm-hmm. that attitude that teenagers get where they're like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, like this isn't lasting. Like she is happy. She's excited to go. She puts the work in. It's not like, you know, that she's just going down there and, and lifting a couple of weights and then calling it like she's mm-hmm. putting in the work for it. And the confidence that comes from her is incredible. So it's it, and that I think like the mindset or I hope that we're changing the mindset, right, with the girls around us and that like it's about being healthy and it's about feeling comfortable in yourself and you right. know being proud of who you are. And that's why you decide to make these changes and to do these things versus I don't know about like what your culture was like growing up, but like in my growing up culture, it was very much like, oh, you have to lose weight. Like you have to like, you have to like diet, you have to do this, you have to do that. You have to look a certain way. And like that diet culture mantra that like all of us younger girls went through. Which leads to eating disorders. Right. Right. So so, like, it's always been with me, with my daughter, I've always been like, it's never been, no, you can't eat that. Like you can't have this. You can't have that. It's always been like, do you, are you hungry? Go for it. Like have what you want to eat. Like it's all in moderation. Like, obviously I'm not going to sit there and let you have like a whole bag of candy because, <laughs> but like, if you want a piece of candy or a couple pieces, right. go for it. Like, it's not a big deal. And yep. like, she goes out, she she'll run around, she does karate. She does all the things that she wants to do. And it's on her terms and not forcing her to do it. Mm-hmm. She has chosen to go ahead and do that. And I think that's a huge shift in mentality of thinking is just that, you're giving them those tools and you're giving them that confidence and mindset to be like, be proud of who you are and gain that confidence. Right. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Well, first of all, I'm impressed that 14 year old want to get up at five in the morning. That's like a miracle in itself. So. Right. I mean, there was even one morning, <laughs> it, was it was like 11 degrees here. And I'm like, Ad, it's really cold. It's okay if you don't want to go. And then another night she like had this big event she was going to and it was like a sleepover. I'm like, well, you're going to be up really late. You don't have to. And she's like, mom, I'm still going. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just preparing you for the voices in your head that you're going to have later. <laughs> I've tried to convince you some days not to go. And you're just like, no, I, you're going, I'm going. And I'm like, well, then I will always go. Accountability partner. That's awesome. <laughs> and then you yeah, get that physical journey that you're changing your life. It, mm-hmm. Do you want to, I love Jesse Lee Ward. And you like yeah. know her, you knew her. So mm-hmm. could you like, you know, Totally. Yes. Uh, So Jessie Lee Ward, she was my business coach. She was my friend. I never did business. Like I wasn't in her company or in her team. Um, I was introduced to her actually way back in 2020, the middle of the the pandemic. Uh, She was on a free training that Eric Worre, who's in network marketing space, he was hosting online and it's only a big event. They did it virtual. And I was introduced to her and she was all over the place, so much energy and just, it's like you watch this whole presentation and you're like, which one of these is not like the other? And I'm like, that's my girl. Like she is all herself. She just like owned it and her quirkiness. And I was like, so much hope that she has made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And she did it by being true to who she was. And I, so I followed her from afar um, for a while, actually, when my cool stories was in 2022, maybe, maybe 2021. Um, She, I guess 22, she had posted that whoever was local and I was in Texas at the time, she left her, her luggage was lost. It had been delivered, but she was flying out at like six o'clock the next morning. She's like, this is a crazy ask, but is it, can anybody pick up my luggage? 
Well, I saw it, but like 11 minutes later, and y'all know, 11 minutes on social media is like an eternity, right? And so I'm like, oh, she's probably had Especially somebody like her, yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm like, how many people would not want to go meet Jesse Lee and bring her luggage, you know? And so I responded. And because we had gone back and forth, even though it was just through social media, we had a relationship. And she's like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Could you go? And I was like, I did not expect you to respond. So it was just, it was so fun uh, getting to meet her in person and just getting to talk. And I mean, it was midnight. She was exhausted, but she just talked with me and we hung out and it was so, so cool. Um, And so when she did her actual business coaching, I was probably one of the first ones just to say, yes, 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 whatever you're going to do. Because I, although, like I said, not in the same industry, I do build my agency. I do health insurance and life insurance. I build my agency completely through networking and social media and everything that I do, I learned from her. And, um, then in 2023 in February, she was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of colon cancer. And then she passed away in September of 2024. I mean, 34 years old, an absolute picture of health, the pinnacle of her career, just everything. And so that was my own life had its own, just like down, downfall of, 2023, that was an unexpected, uh, huge loss. Um, I'd never had a business coach before. I never followed somebody like that. Um, and it was a, I mean, people, it was a, a loss that was felt around the world. Um, but the personal loss was, was very, very deep. I mean, she had a lot of belief in me and it's actually a lot of the reason um, I started my podcast the week after she passed away, mm-hmm. but she told me to do it about three months before that. And I'm like, okay, today's it. So, um, I, and then I was actually reading the chapter in a Craig Siegel's book, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, called Messy Action. And it was like in that same week, I'm like, I know what I'm supposed to do with this chapter called Messy Action. I'm supposed to start this. And even though to the world, you think I'm go- you're going to put a podcast in this space because you're an expert in something, right? Like that's the, that's the thing. And I said, you know what? I, I'm going to create this on my journey to rebuilding and my journey. And I'm not going to give up on myself till I get to all these places that I want to go. Mm -hmm. But I also don't, I don't have to wait to have value. And so that's where be genuine with Jen came from was from Jesse Lee speaking that just to pour value and other people add value any way that you can. And I, so I just jumped. And so uh, I kind of wrapped that question in, into both things. So yes, Jesse Lee was, was and will always be uh, probably the biggest influence in my life. And um, yeah, it's an honor every day. I feel like I'm just passing the baton of add value, add value, add value. And that's, that's all I know how to do. And, you know, is whoever, whoever's there to listen, but just show up and just have consistency. And um, so, yeah, she was, yeah, there's not a lot of people like her. So thanks for letting me talk about her. Appreciate that. (laughs) You can tell how much you admire her, just like the way that you're speaking about her and the way that your eyes light up and Mm -hmm. your smile, like you tell how deep um, that love and, and, you know, how much you miss her and that you're Mm -hmm. carrying it on. So you can definitely tell. I had just discovered her last year and it might've been after she got her diagnosis. She was on, uh, Mm -hmm. I believe it was like on Ed Milet's show. Yes. A couple Mm -hmm. of years and. And she was like such a force and oh, I just like fell in love instantly. And I knew about her um, diagnosis and it, it wasn't good, but it felt like I really thought she was going to like beat it. Like she, totally. she just had that energy. Like if anybody's going to do it, it's mm-hmm. her. And then, yeah. yeah, that was like a gut punch when 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, like one week before she passed away, she had just gotten great news. Mm -hmm. As you know, she was doing a very holistic um, approach to just healing from all of this. But I mean, it was I mean, when she got diagnosed in February, it was already stage four. She had no symptoms. I just went Mm -hmm. and had an MRI out of a Tony Robbins book that said, hey, just let's just see where your, you know, your life pulse is, like where your your bottom numbers are when you're healthy. And that's what she went and then her whole world got rocked. But yeah, her. I loved how real she was through the journey, but then also uh, just, I mean, every single day she showed up and mm-hmm. to hear, I mean, she would be on a zoom and some people call her crazy. And I'm like, I, it just, to me, it's just passion. Like a passion mm-hmm. may look crazy to some people. That's totally mm-hmm. fine, but I'll take passion over boring any day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like she would show up. And again, back to like my dude this morning in the gym, it's like a hundred, a hundred million excuses. Most people would have just tapped out and just said, I'm going to take time on my own. And, you know, her work schedule significantly changed, but she never stopped pouring in. She never missed a coaching call with our business coaching. She never missed any of her um, accelerator calls and she showed up and uh, yeah, she was amazing. I absolutely love your podcast. Like, I know you felt like you you jumped into it, but like right from the start, like every single episode you've done so far is incredible you have like jumping thank jumping you. out of my seat and everything yeah, so. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah you fire people up yeah how did you come up with like be genuine yeah so way back when be genuine it's like even like my gmail is even just be genuine at gmail so you know i don't have any numbers or asterisks or underscores it's, <laughs> that's how og my gmail mm-hmm. was it was like right when gmail just first came out um i I, that was just always my, my mantra. And what's so crazy is to watch how that changed in the seasons of my life and actually be genuine was in a season where I really wasn't, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to have power in my own authenticity. I wanted to believe that I was enough, but then fast forward. Um, I, again, my favorite quote ever, and I live by it every single day. I think I've already even said it on this call is your authenticity is your superpower. Mm-hmm. And so stepping into that and knowing that the, you, you, you've got to be genuine and to know that it's safe to be genuine, to know that that's what like actually lights other people up. That's where you can intersect your journey with other people is when you just show up as you, all of you. And, you know, it's gone are the days where we have to put on the mask and the filter and pretend like it's all okay. And I think that that's powerful that our culture is shifting in that direction. And I just want that to be elevated and just say, you know, like that's, that's what drew me to Jesse Lee was, her energy and the fact that she was crazy, like legit crazy. Like, and she, she was much more refined in 2023 than she was in 2020. Um, you know, she was just like all over the place, but she led with heart and you could see that in everything that she did. And so just a testimony to all of us that we, everybody has a story Mm -hmm. and your story is your story and to own it and to step into that and use your story as we talked about earlier to help others because it happens for you, not to you. And uh, so, yeah, so that's where be genuine with Jen. So we talk about everything from, you know, stepping into the mindset of being genuine to, you know, building a business on social media and being genuine and, you know, just life and stepping in forgiveness and, um, you know, just different, different aspects of what an authentic, authentic, authentic <laughs> words um, <laughs> life looks like, you know, mm-hmm. in different areas. So. It's like if you're just copying somebody else, like the format of somebody else, you're not going to stand out and yeah. you're not mm-hmm. going to 
you know, touch people's lives that way. So, mm -hmm. yep. So true. Authenticity yeah. is, is powerful and it's strong. And, you know, you can tell the ones that truly have embraced that authentic self because it's effortless, right? Like that's mm -hmm. whenever you see them, you're, you know, that you're getting that person and it never shifts. And I like for the people and I, and I get it. Cause like, I've been there in the past too, where like, it's taken me a while to get to the point where I'm just like, this is who I am. Like, this is how I'm going to be so that, you know, people see me for who I am and I'm proud of who I am. And I'm proud of, you know, the, the scars that I've gotten. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm proud of the failures. Cause like, Lord knows I have tripped and fallen plenty of times uh, during yep. the course of my career and my life. And it's okay to have those failures and it's okay to be upfront and honest with people about those failures, because I think that people learn from other people's mistakes too. And so like yep. for them to understand like, Oh, well, like I look up to this person mm -hmm. and, you know, like to be able to say, like, in my case, I'm a photographer, I, I edit, I do all these different things and I mentor kids and I also teach students up at the college. So I'm always like, I'm not perfect. Like I have done things that like I have messed up on, like I have, you know, messed up on stories. I have messed up on sh shoots that I was supposed to do. I have failed in more ways than mm -hmm. I can count. And so when I tell you the things that I don't want you to do, or it's because it's come from a place of I've gone through that. Like, I, and like, I'll tell them stories of it too. Like I'll go and be like, there was a time that like, I didn't set up my camera right and my tripod fell down and I smashed my lens into a smithereens and I had to tell my chief photographer that I, I broke the camera lens. So like when I tell you, like, make sure your camera tripod is locked down, I've been through and I just don't want you to feel like what I went through. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a respect in being able to be authentic and to admit your failures and to admit where you've misstepped and how you've come through it. And if you haven't come through it, right? Like there are moments right. still that you're trying to learn mm -hmm. how to like navigate through it and to admit that you're not perfect with something and that you're still trying and that you're still trying to get to the other side shows a level of authenticity that people grab onto and are like, okay, this is the person that I want to engage with. This is a person that I want to be around, you know? Yeah, no, I love that. And I, that's one of my favorite thoughts is the fact that, people disqualify themselves too easily, right? Mm -hmm. Or they assume that if you've gotten somewhere, it must've been easy for you, right? And I think that people get this idea in their mind. Of course, you look on you look on social media. I'm not here to bash social media. I build everything on social right. media, right? It's not to bash it, but if we don't look at it with the lens of, okay, hello, this is social media. Mm -hmm. What is appears is not what's actually being, you know, in, in real life. And we take it for what it is. But the power of actually showing the mess and letting the mess be your message and letting people connect to that and say, okay, hold on. So you went through all of that. That's why one of the reasons I love Ed Milet. He's super honest about his childhood with his dad and all that he went through and everything. And yet you're like, okay, this dude's worth like lots and lots of zeros and behind his, you know, millions, you know, like a, a ton. So if you're looking at that as you're being your success, he, his life didn't come to him in a silver spoon. He worked hard and he showed up and 
that's, that's the power of when you just like connect with people. So I always joke on my podcast. I'm like, Hey, if you are looking for a podcast of someone who has achieved massive success, I can give you a list of them. All right. I listen to them, you know, I have some amazing ones, but if you're looking for a place to come and grow together and learn together and embrace a powerful mindset, that's going to get us through every hurdle of our life. And we're going to do that together. Then you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's me realizing that being fake didn't get me any, it got me into a divorce and broken relationship and a whole lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that's why it's burn it to ashes and then build it back, you know, with only the pieces you want to build it with. So. Yeah. And so with my social media, like if you follow my fitness account, I'm very much of the mindset of, I have really more often than not really bad run days and I'm not the fastest person in the world. And like, I don't claim to be like what you see Mm -hmm. is what you get. And so if you want to follow the shenanigans of like (laughs) my failures and my tiny successes that I have every once in a while, then like more power to it. But if you're looking for somebody that's going to be like running a seven and a half minute mile every single day, like that's not me. Like, like I'm more like, I'll embrace days where I'm running 18 minute miles and days that I'm running an 11 minute mile. And both of those are authentic days. Like it's it, like, that's what you're going to find. And that's something that like I've tried to cultivate on my platform because there's so many fitness accounts out there that it's just like, you look at them and you're just like, Oh, like I'm not good enough. Cause I'm not doing yeah. what this person is. I don't look like this person. I'm doing all the same exercises to this one. I'm working out twice a day. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Why am I not getting faster? Why is my body like not toning up? And I think it's important to realize that what you see on social media isn't always that authentic, you right. know, right. And so totally. to have more accounts where it's just like, this is who I am. This yep. is what you're going to see. Like, you're going to see me try to do, you know, monkey bars and fall flat on my face halfway through. And I'm going to show you that because that's the process of what it took for me to get to the fact that I can now do X, Y, and Z. And it wasn't easy and and it took time and it's taken effort to get to that point and that success. And even though I get to that success, I still have fallbacks, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the other part of it. Like yep. you can reach a point where you're like, okay, like I've hit this goal And then the reality of life and like what's going on inside of your body, what's going on with your life, your stresses, all of that stuff can take you from where you were and bring you back a little bit. And that's okay. It's okay to go back. And as long as you know how to pick yourself up and move forward again and dust yourself off and say, let's start again, that's what like I value, right? Like those people that are just like acknowledge that you've got times when you're going backwards and going forward afterwards. I love that. That's awesome. That's so, so, because you, you're, you're going to inspire people who an 18 minute mile will be a goal for them and they can Mm -hmm. see that, you know, you're real. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Otherwise they just like give up, say, oh, I can never do that. And that's how you lose people. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like the run groups. I have like massive anxiety with running groups. Like I like never put myself in them because they're like all runners. Like we accept mm. all runners. And then I'm like, do you don't accept all runners? Like right. I'm waving to you as you're like flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like all marathon runners, right. maybe, but like, okay, <laughs> like just trying to make it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's well, funny. Well, um, Speaking of growing together, uh, Jen just started a book club that uh, you can all read along and follow along. So yeah, you want to get into that? 
Yeah, I would love to. So again, what, you know, you just start to look like what value can you bring to people? You know, I think all of us, it's important for us to figure out what we can bring to the table. And for some of you guys, it's probably you can make these really, really cool things and you have an Etsy shop or some of you, you know, run your own business or some of you have digital courses or some of you can do a fitness, you know, blog or have a fitness account that's inspiring other people. And so for me, I watched my mindset completely shift when I was introduced to personal development books. And that may seem seem crazy. I've been in leadership for decades of my life. But when it was in the context of the culture that I was in, those books weren't encouraged, right? It was just very, it it wasn't invited. Nobody was reading these, you know, kind of, you know, inspirational, motivational books. And so I, I didn't, we didn't read any. And then I, I guess it was 2020 was introduced to the magic of thinking big and everything shifted. I, it it was almost like I just discovered the, this whole new realm of life. And I didn't even, all these limiting beliefs started appearing so I could understand them as limiting beliefs. And these, you know, these negative mindsets and the subconscious things that I had been programmed in and all of this was just coming to light. And so I went from, I mean, it's the irony is funny. I need to go back to like my high school lit teacher and be like, listen, you're never going to guess what I'm starting because I would be the (laughs) last person on the planet to start a book club because y'all, I did not read. I was too ADD for reading. I was like cliff notes. Yes, please. Okay. Like I do not have time. I do not want to, I cannot find a book that I actually even like. But I mean, it's funny because now my kids are like, mom, all you like every morning, like we just know you're going to go read. You're going to, and I'm like, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have known that mom, you know? And so, you know, there's other book clubs of people reading other kind of books. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to create a space mm-hmm. for anybody who simply wants to grow. And maybe you're like me in 2020, you've never read a personal development book. You're like, what, huh? I don't even think I like to read. That's fine. Show up. You're going to get something out of it. We're going to learn. We're going to talk about some really amazing, you know, mindset shifts. And maybe you can, you know, take that homework and go. And so, yeah, it's right now it's a Facebook group. We're starting 221-24. It'll be uh, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Of course, we'll record them. So we'll, you know, uh, they get access to it in the group. But um, I'm really excited. So we're going to do Magic of Thinking Big as our first book. It just felt right to me, just like OG book that shifted my thinking. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to start? So that's what we're going to start with. And then uh, we'll We'll just take it basically month by month and we'll dive through some, some books, but yeah, we'll be live every Wednesday, 8 PM uh, Eastern. And uh, if anybody is interested the best place really is either find me somewhere on social, I can send you a link or just definitely find me on Facebook, it's Jen Gray, or it's at I'm Jen Gray on Instagram. And I can send you the invite and uh, would love, would love for anybody interested in growing to hop on in. And I also, I'll bring the energy and passion. You bring a heart to change and it's going to be a really, really cool experience experience so yeah i love it especially like yeah being in a facebook group kind of like building a community the community there so we can all yeah. like talk about it and everything yeah love yeah that. yeah i'm like i don't care what business you do this is not a mm-hmm. business pitch this is not right. anything there's no like course at the end of all of this that you're gonna like have to buy into like mm-hmm. this is just let's just grow together and i'm already reading and i love teaching and i i, I so i'm like let's just let's just do this thing. So I'm excited and hopefully people will show up, but, uh, it's yeah. so far it's, there's been great response. So I'm pumped yeah. for it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. And now, um, yeah, we'll do the 22 too many and then we'll get into our lightning round questions. Okay. How's that sound? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Here we go. All right. All right. So <laughs> for any new listeners, 22 too many is a awesome organization that brings awareness and remembrance to veterans who die of suicide. 
and they support prevention as well. Uh, the 22 stands for the number of veterans who die from suicide each day. And the reports don't even take into consideration the drug overdoses or accidents that weren't really accidents. So you can follow 22toomany.org. That's the numbers 22 and then T-O-O many.org. I'll also add the link in the show notes. So uh, the 22 Too Many veteran today is Christopher Cooper. Christopher was from Magnolia, Texas and served from 2004 until 2008. He completed basic in South Carolina and was stationed at Fort Hood and was a specialist. He served a year in Korea and a year in Iraq. Christopher loved the Houston Texans, the Houston Astros, and the Rockets. He loved music and his family. He had a heart of gold and a smile that would light up a room when he walked in. He struggled with PTSD and depression and got to where he couldn't fight the demons anymore. There were issues with the VA and his payments as well, as bills for his rent, phone, and groceries continued to pile up. And then from his mom, Laura said, oh, he had a heart of gold and my blue-eyed angel. It, it's so frustrating with the, all the medical mm. issues in this country, and yeah, mm. especially the veterans. Right? So. I was just going to say, especially with the vets, it's yeah. just like, you know, of all things, that should be the one thing that they never have to worry about ever, like mm-hmm. how they're paying those bills and even like their food bills and, and those things like you, you would think that like, they would be set, you know, that that's something that they don't have to deal with because they've got so much that they're already dealing with when they come back. And this, you know, we've talked before on the show about, you know, that adjustment process of being overseas and, and, and in it and then coming back you know, to the world that they once knew, right? The world has changed completely since they've been here. Like, but the world has moved on and like it, it, you know, without them in it and things have changed for them. And it's a complete adjustment from what it was out there complete compared to what it is when they're at home. And so to go through that and the emotions that they go through and then have that bills and all that other difficulty on top of it, it's, it's too much. It's too much. So, so rest in peace, Christopher. All right, and now we'll end things on a high note. We'll go through some lightning round questions mm-hmm. for Jay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Number one, what what's the most unexpected thing that has happened on your journey? <laughs> As you heard my journey, there's a lot of unexpected, uh, <laughs> things on my journey. I think probably the biggest, like funny funny, unexpected, we'll go, we'll go lighthearted is the fact that I'm in insurance y'all. Like, I mean, it's almost as crazy as the book club. I think the fact that I wanted to add value to people and somehow ended up in life and health insurance is is, so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is not what like I would envision. Like (laughs) when Paul was telling me like about you and like, that's like insurance is not something that you would relate to like the person that I heard of. About. Right. So, and that's, so what is funny about that is clearly I lead an agency very different than most of the people who mm-hmm. have agencies. I'm like, you're going to come in here. You're going to, you're going to be betting on yourself and believing in yourself more than you even thought, you know, because we're independent agents. So it's not like I'm really like a boss, but I look for the right hearted people and it's, it financially, it can change your life. And if you look at it with the right perspective, then it can truly add value to people. So I, I love it. I never in a million years thought I would do it, but uh, yeah. So, um, all right. What's your favorite quote or mantra that keeps you going? You you probably have like a million of them. So. I I do. Um, I mean, 
My absolute one is Jesse Lee. Your authenticity is your superpower. I think this is maybe the fourth time I've said it on this this podcast. Uh, so that definitely comparison is a thief of joy uh, by Roosevelt. That's my other uh, favorite one. But yeah, your authenticity is your superpower was is definitely my mantra. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, and then if you could sum up in one sentence what you think got you where you are at this point, what would you say? Okay, so I have to show you, but I have a tattoo on my wrist. It says, still I rise. And uh, that's what gets me through every day. Even if it's one step forward, knowing that still I rise, still I can move forward. I can keep going. And so that is, that's that's ultimately day in and day out. Uh, what has me, you know, believing still and waking up and going and doing. Um, so, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I guess what, once again, you could like let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So I'm on all the platforms. It's at I'm Jen Gray on Instagram, TikTok. And then I'm on LinkedIn, of course. I'm on Facebook, Jen Gray, um, based out of Woodstock, Georgia. So you can find me. So definitely. And I have my podcast to be genuine with Jen everywhere you listen to podcasts I uh, would love for you to listen and leave a review if it, if it adds value to you and then a uh, YouTube at I'm Jen Gray I think that's all my places uh, I'm Jen Gray.com gives you it's is my website but uh yeah yeah and that's all the and, things yeah that's what Bob um, two ends and- oh yes thank you for specifying <laughs> yes Jen Gray J-E-N-N-G-R-A-Y so yes, thanks for letting me clarify. So oh yeah, oh, yeah. She, she didn't say anything at the beginning. Everybody probably thought this was um the star of Dirty Dancing. So. I know, right? I'm so sorry to disappoint you, y'all. It's funny now. I feel like I'm we're you know like whenever I used to go to a restaurant or go to a gas station and they'd be like, "Are you having the time of your life?" I'm like, "Oh, that's oh, that's boy. not." But now nobody knows Jennifer Gray. You know, like the 18 year olds behind the cash register have no idea no, who she yeah. is. So I don't get that nearly as much. So thanks for uh for remembering our our baby. So uh, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Carrie, you want to? Shout out yeah. your. Let me see if I can do it right this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. <laughs> there's this joke because my my running coach the first time that I was on his podcast was giving me heck for because like when I did my account to begin with like I I stupidly put underscores with it or I don't think I actually put underscores maybe it was just like I put spacing in Instagram. So now it has underscores. He's like, that's a mouthful. And and I was like, it's fine. And then last week I completely destroyed it. So <laughs> see if I can do, do it this time. Um, you can find me on Instagram at running underscore with underscore the underscore rockstar. Or you can get me on uh, Facebook at every run has a story. Oh, I love that. You can find me personally as um, the road runner. It's R-H-O-D-E on the instagram and facebook and we also have inspiring journeys pod on instagram and facebook and the email is inspiring journeys pod at gmail.com so and thank you so much jen this is so fun. I'm, I'm so happy we met friends and yeah. everything you're incredible thank you Thank you guys so, so much. It's awesome to get to connect with you guys. And uh, Carrie, I'm definitely going to go follow you. I don't think I'm following you on Facebook yet. So I'm yes, going to go. Definitely, um, definitely. So definitely great to get to know you. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, I was listening to the podcast the other day on my way up to, to school. I was really excited to get to chat with you because 
you you just you have so much energy about like you just exude energy and I love that when I meet somebody that's like that because they just that that energy that you give off comes on to you and just like gives you like the yeah like this is this is gonna be good this is gonna be awesome I'm gonna have a good day like so thank you for you know giving me that boost and making me feel energized by the energy that you're giving off which I think is just absolutely credible and you're doing amazing work out there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that deeply. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it truly is genuine. That's what makes it really um, mm-hmm. stand out. So for sure. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> Yay. And remember, be excellent to each other. And <laughs>